Hey, everyone. Damn. How many days did you say there'd be? <laughs> there'd be 500 days of summer. Yo. 500 you know what? I'm just going to say this, Spencer. Yo, Next time you want to rig it in favor of something, could you could you make it be something actually good? Can no. We, can we... No. Fuck Those off. don't make I would have good so rather watch Batman 66 or... No, that would have been a boring... Movie. Andy, you know what would have happened that episode? We would have talked about the movie for 15 to 20 minutes... And then Ty and I yeah, would have. Yeah, that's the perfect. And episode. then Ty and I would have gone off on a fucking tangent. Well, here's the thing: that would make a good episode, but Andy would fucking sit in the corner, fucking grouchy as shit the entire time. Yeah, but so I wouldn't Andy, be grouchy as shit staring at the movie. At least I could look at Twitter and do other things. Yeah, sorry. Do you not realize that when we're doing that, effectively, what we're doing is giving Andy a forty-five minute break from doing the podcast? Yeah, yeah. But he always gets so <laughs> mad about it. He always gets so fucking grouchy about it. And so this is going to be an actually interesting episode. Also, I got to say, yeah. part of my... Uh, also, uh, I yeah, do also, dis- for when we're doing Batman 66, which I'm sure someone will make us do at some point. I want to do rest that. A, rest assured, 45, 45 to 65% of the episode is us coming up with like, what if Batman fought a guy called Gay Man? <laughs> <laughs> That's, that is yeah. literally half it's gonna be 66, it's gonna be the awesome. 66 villains yeah. are just, okay. what if yeah. stupid man? All right, so um, I will say, I will say, the reason why I rigged it in favor of 500 Days of Summer is because a good you're friend an of mine. You're an asshole. It's because, shut the fuck up. I will literally, I will come down to Fort Wayne, I will come down to fucking Fort Wayne, Indiana and disembowel you if you interrupt me again. Yeah, this, I, this movie is about Spencer, but he's the gay friend my who never friend, My friend Stuart requested the movie and really wanted it. Oh, this it. was Stu's fault? Yeah, this was Stu's fault. Andy, this oh, isn't... fucking stew. Okay, Andy, well, never Andy, mind. This isn't even in, like, the bottom 50% of shit we've had to watch for this show. No, this is a... it's yeah, not. No, it's, it's not. It, but it, I was in a it, bad... It, no, hold on. We'll get into the episode. It kind of is. Yeah, really oh, yeah. Wants, this is it really easily wants in the... to prove that it... Like, more than most of the shit we've watched for this show, it really wants to prove to you that it knows it's a good movie. Exactly. Yeah. I, I, it is. I've, I the first half of this movie is worse than many of the bad things we've had The first half of this movie is pretty tough. I will fully... Yeah. But I think Andy is going ballistic about a 4 out of 10 fucking movie. And this entire show, a 4 out of 10 is like a fucking week off for us. Yeah, I I don't know. This just... Well, the the thing is, I was in a very... I, I watched the first half of it last night and the second half of it I watched it a little after I got home to finish it after I got home from work and I was in, I was I was in a in a in the, the worst possible mood to watch it last night so so like it's not exactly the movie's fault but it's still just like oh, I did not click okay. with this I like the second half better though the second half is better so I think we're all in the same boat where here's the deal with the movie it is about one third, one of the most annoying attention grabbing indie movies. Like it's just like some fucking soy creature just jumping up and down in front of you. It's like, I'm so clever. I'm so clever. And then about a third of it is just a boring rom-com. And then about a third of it is actually like a pretty smart little indie movie. And I, I you could disagree on the ratios, but all three of those are there. I guess. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. My, my thing is, I think we all hate this movie for different reasons. Because the reason I hate this movie is because it's clear that if this dude wasn't so fucking self-satisfied with himself, and if, if everyone like who who made this movie would not become instrumental in like the 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 concretifying and and the solidifying of you know the indie movie in years to come, like 
if if this movie wasn't trying so hard to be a self-consciously like fun Reddit indie movie, it it legitimately has some like great moments that you could probably turn into a good movie. I'm gonna be like, honest there is with a you. there is a good movie hiding under Which, this movie. By the way, you know, Andy, you of all people have the least room to fucking complain about this fucking movie. Yeah, you get no pussy. Well, you get no pussy, and also you're a Scott Pilgrim <laughs> fan. So I, I I'll say this, this now. That's very fair. This, this and Scott Pilgrim are the this same. This movie's worse movie. than Scott Pilgrim. This movie's worse than Scott movie. Pilgrim. Fuck you. It's Fuck the exact you know same it movie. Andy's just in like, fact, oh, it's this got movie coins. Is better than Scott Pilgrim because it's not as self-satisfied as Scott Pilgrim. Scott Pilgrim is the most self-satisfied movie. Yeah, I've okay, ever but you're, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. But the thing is, Scott Pilgrim. That's the thing about this movie is that its vibes do not click with me, and it's Scott Pilgrim. I can stump. I can get. I can just merge with it. I don't know. Yeah, because no, because Scott Pilgrim is this movie, but if it was about cartoons, yeah, yes, it was about yes, video games. Exactly, exactly. And am I not this, allowed to like? I look. I, I conceded a lot of your points in the Scout Scott Pilgrim review. I don't want to act like I was fighting you tooth and nail and disagreeing yeah. with you hardcore. But sure, I just want to say no, 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 no. No, we we'll no, do there. <laughs> but what I was going to say is, let me have my things and hate this, okay? That's all I'm saying. Can't I fucking hate no this and be a petty little hate. bitch no about this? No one likes this. No one. None of us like this movie at all. In fact, I would probably say that you, your original assessment is probably right. You dislike this the most out of all of us. Like, yeah, yeah. But, but none of us th- like this. Yeah. None of us like. No, this. No, I, I, I mean, I dislike it like in the way that a disappointed parent hates their kid. Yeah. You know? I also which they do. I mean, like, if yeah. your parents ever been disappointed with you, they hate you. Yeah, no, I yeah. I dislike it in the same way because I know that you know if some fuck if Mark Webb wasn't such a fucking freak, this could have been a pretty good movie. But because he is a fucking freak and he's like trying yeah. so hard to just be like, oh, we're the really cool, cool hip indie movie. Yeah, it's- this dude, this dude tied off a vein to shoot up Reddit. Okay, so <laughs> I guess I'm going to go through it. I want to single out a few things about this movie that do work before we go in really deep and just kind of tear it a new one. All right, for starters, a lot of the stuff, the awkward stuff involving Joseph yeah. Gordon-Levitt works. Like the part, the best yeah. moment in the movie, I think, is when. His friend who was doing some of the worst drunk acting in the fucking world. Awful. What, Terrible. Almost as if he has never met a drunk He is a fucking Quaker, like Jesus Christ. But yeah. then the part where he just fucking, you know, he's drunk. He's and being he, piloted like one of those guys from Meet Dave. Yeah. But the part where he's just like, oh, I, uh, I, he likes you. And then yeah. the, the scene after that. That that's feels like a, real. It's a really realistic yeah. thing of what would happen since like she would be kind of like going on the aggressive since she thinks it's kind of funny he'd be backing off and some of the post breakup weirdness between the two is very accurate too like if you've ever had to fucking interact like casually with someone you had a kind of messy breakup with but it's cool now but you're both still kind of weird yeah i I totally get what you're talking about (laughs) yeah you see andy this is why you hate it the most no, this, I mean, legitimately, I do think, like, this is not going to be a fun episode for Andy because it's all going to be about, like, hey, remember once you – remember the the weird three months after you had sex with someone? Like, that's going to be 85%. <laughs> I remember hearing you talk about that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, no, exactly. I mean, you were he- – like, people, listeners to this podcast were here for for me going through the plot of 500 Days of Summer last <laughs> yeah, literally. Year. Yeah. That's why yeah. – Ty, that's what I was – That's talking. why I connect with it. Yeah. Ty, that's why I, I, was, that's why I was, like, crossing your finger crossing my fingers since again i don't like this movie but it was crossing my fingers yeah. that you would just get on the ice like look oh, it's no, got problems I, but <laughs> i related for, to for it a, for a brief moment i seriously considered uh making my review on letterbox for this movie it made me think of them 
<laughs> this happened to my friend Ty. Yeah. Well, no, but yeah. the point is, is that like the awkward stuff with Joseph Gordon, like there's, there are yeah. parts of this movie where it gets like what it's like. I also do like how it kind of takes to task like a specific type of romantic guy. Shitty. Yeah. Like yeah. there's a, there's a specific vein of soft boy and they're the ones who think that like, you know, stuff that fucking Joe or whatever believes in this movie. Sorry about the horn in the background. I don't know if you could hear it, but, uh... Damn, this, dude, this dude's playing trumpet. Yeah. It seems to have stopped. This, this MF has, a, this MF has a, a, a brass quartet in his, back, in his house. Yeah. What's up? No, but I, I think, yeah, I think what you were saying was that uh, this movie is, I mean, in large part, it's not really a romance. It is, um, or, or at least, like, in its best form, it is a movie about Joseph Gordon-Levitt, like, growing up and learning how to love another human being. Yeah. Also, I will say the one joke uh, that the one part of the movie that did kind of crack me up is when they're playing the penis game out in public. Like, yes. Yep. I think I think of the exact but the, same but the part are. where yeah. the part where someone stares. One of the part where he stares at him is like, oh, sorry, I've got Tourette's. That Tourette's fucking... And she has a two. Yes, I was about to bring that up. Yeah, <laughs> that's so fucking good. Um, it's a, a lot of honestly, that got more laughs out of me than I'm going to say, like the past four seasons of television we've watched. The um was that one line. Yeah. I will also say um there are some scenes in this where it's trying too hard where the gambit I don't want to say fully pulls off but like like fully pays off but they kind of like like a lot of this movie's really obnoxious. I like the expectation versus reality scene. I think that one's pretty like Yeah, that's, that's pretty good. That's when they hit the nice balance of clever and honest sense. Again, Neither of the expectation or the reality are too outlandish. They're just too like you if, know. If more of the movie, if more, if there were scenes like that in the first half of this movie, I would probably not be upset and be a fucking sw- about, about how Spencer decided to ruin one of my evenings. Yeah. Oh, yeah. never had to fucking ruin an evening for this show before. But um, yeah, yeah, well, but famously, least... that's not something that we do. It's not like we ruin. I, I've had to watch... We're watching the fucking Futurama season this week. That shit put me in so much here's, worse here's the mood thing. than this. The, the okay, we're not, is, don't talk about Futurama, dickhead. We have a whole episode for Oh, that. yeah. yeah. Well, I, I guess the thing is, like, these are all things that I, I... Every bad thing, most of the bad things that we've watched for the podcast are things that, like, I unequivocally signed up for and knew I was right. getting into when I started this. This was a sucker punch. This was like... Yeah. Oh, we should watch Sucker Punch. <laughs> we should not do that. No, let's I've watch seen Sucker that Punch. Movie. Let's watch. Uh, let's watch. You know what? Fine. I have things to say about Sucker Punch at least. Okay. Yeah, that's it. Fuck it. Our next. Hey, you're, listen. If you're if you're on the Patreon, we're giving you a sneak peek. Next episode is going to be about Sucker Punch. Also, we have. I feel like all of us have at least like plenty of mutuals we know who have things that could. Good also, and that would make for great guests. Yeah, we'll, we'll also, talk about it. We'll talk about Let's yeah. not plan. Actually, you know what? Hey, Talladega like, Nights. Be very funny. It'd be very funny to plan the episode on the episode, like the next episode <laughs> on the episode. Yeah. Okay. Like, what if just fifteen minutes of this episode was us talking about who we want to get for the next? <laughs> okay. I also will say the scene they take it too far, but. The opening of the hollow notes scene is cute. But when they when like the brass band comes in, that's when it gets too cute. But like the opening where he's sure. just like walking around if he was just like kind of yeah. running around like a moron listening to that song. Yeah, exactly. Cool. It's like because a, oh, all... this, this dude's acting like a this dude's acting like a stupid asshole because he got laid. Like yeah. that's I that's mean, cute. I was about to say we've all been there. I should say two thirds of us have been there. But <laughs> <laughs> I've never actually acted like that. 
Yeah. Yeah, I've been cool every time I got laid. <laughs> you just, every time you get laid, you walk out with some shades on and you're just fucking... Not even that. I walk out, what somehow I grow a turtleneck in between <laughs> the house and getting on the street. Yeah. People are just like, yeah. no, but, at you. Yeah, I, and, and that's, I think that is a fatal flaw of the movie though, is because like, even in those like cute little moments, like the moments where you're like, oh, this is genuinely like kind of like a touching little story about this dude who, you know, had something sweet and gripped it too hard and lost it and has to learn how to like, you know, has to, has to learn how to like be an adult and, and in, you know, and, and interact with and and you know bring love into his life as an adult even in like those movies where it's like oh it's genuinely like kind of a sweet movie about that you can like feel that little like weird like pulsing little like oh this is about to get reddit in the back of your head and that i think that i think that poisons like a lot of the movie that could have been very very entertaining the problem if we're talking yeah. about uh positives can i get my favorite scene what the Go scene on. where the scene at the end with at the park where he's he's completely like cannot comprehend why he she why she's married and that's yeah. kind of stupid really like that that's i mean that should have been the th i mean and it kind of was but not as much as it should have been like, like, that, yeah, that no, should be just... the thesis of the movie yeah yeah, yeah it's... is that scene i also i do want to say that scene's good like legitimately i think a better movie would have ended it on that scene instead of the dumb you know oh um, yeah that was that, that was like what do we oh uh, okay it that, yeah. you might well, as well have played it's, it's so funny fucking... that they name dropped the graduate like you realize that what like the grad the smart decision that the graduate made was to end on that scene right well, also this movie the part and... that made me really mad was when they like showed that scene from the graduate. I shouted yeah. fuck off of the TV. Because well, and the grad well, the graduate's trying to do what this movie is doing, but it does like it pulls it off. Well, the graduate is a, a fucking points, American yeah. classic because one, it's not trying so goddamn hard. But two, it's yeah, like, exactly. It's a much like, you know, better and more adult exploration of this type of pathology and this type of like yeah. and that movie has the goddamn yeah. courage to end on like a really bum note and not just exactly like that, <laughs> and that's what I'm saying. Like if it had ended with like this we guy just like just starting to get yeah exactly if it like started to get like an inkling of like you know oh may, like there is something that like I pushed too hard and that is and like just something didn't work and that's like how life works and if it ended on that scene between him and Zoe Deschanel in the park like that would have been kind of like what the graduate did but like yeah. this this whole thing it would is kind of like if like I'm well, trying to think it's like if it's like if it ended with I, Annie and Annie Hall ended with Woody Allen getting top from a 17 year old no. I, I'm no, I don't like. Okay, funny. Uh, no, but I'm, like, it would be like if like one of the writers in like season twenty nine of The Simpsons was like trying to call a shot against one of the writers in season six. You know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. well, so you mentioned that like this movie that like doesn't feel that's I mentioned like adult earlier. That's one of the things that just this felt like such immature bullshit. There's so oh, no, much it's, of it, it, it is a very thing. fucking adolescent movie the for sure. Problem in a which nutshell. isn't always a bad thing, but like when you're yeah. trying to do what this movie is trying to do, it is a bad thing. I'm sorry. Like you're the, trying to tell a story about an adult relationship, you can't have an adolescent mindset the, or sensibility while you do that. I mean, the problem in a nutshell is that you know Joseph Gordon-Levitt, he when he's like kind of concerned about what he wants to make it a real thing or not, he gets a really great advice that like. I've had to tell people and people have had to tell me that's like, you know, you want to be in a real relationship. You're afraid to rock the boat because you're afraid of getting an answer you don't like. That's a great yeah. piece of advice. The problem in a nutshell is that it's being delivered by a precocious 10-year-old. Yeah. Like, what? 
By the way, that is the most that is the most baffling part of the Finn movie. Finn Wolfhard why for the, men. Why the fuck is his ten year old sister? Motherfucking because mother they're twee morons. Mother yes, exactly. Yeah. So fucking in, indigestibly twee. Yeah, they fuck got off. Fucking... that opening is so bad with her. They've like, got come on. They've got the oh, fucking no, one um... of the, what, that is like. I, I don't know if it's illegal, but it feels like it should be illegal for a 10-year-old to give an adult vodka. Like, yeah. like if you drink that vodka, you should get arrested. No, it's the stuff, all the stuff with Chloe Grace Moretz in this movie is, even when, when I was younger and I liked this movie a little bit more, the it was the absolute nadir of the movie because, again, it's so wait, hold fucking... On, wait, hold on. How, wait, how old is she now? She's 25? What if her name was Chloe Grace Moorhead? And she, like, uh... <laughs> And she just gave a lot of dome. She okay, was literally I can say that she was illegal. literally fucking Finn Wolfhard for men for like ten oh, years of course. there. I mean, <laughs> we've said it on the show before. Every girl is Finn Wolfhard for men. Yeah, that's funny though. Girls yeah. were just like, we got one, we got one, and then guys yeah. are just like, they're just I like, can we have, can we have one? Just <laughs> honestly, just something. Honestly, yeah. you know, you know, if guys do it like so much, maybe yeah. we'll just let the woman have like listen, a little bit of slack. Listen, it's like. It's, it's just like, you can't do countdowns for Ariana Grande and then get mad at women for, like, just just having one, you yeah. know? They just got one. Yeah. That's all. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Uh, no, but, yeah, that's, I think, so, that and that is the thing that I, and I, we're, we're talking shit on Andy because that's, like, a, you know, major comedic uh, yeah. uh, motor of this podcast. But, like, you are right in that the reason that this movie ultimately does not work is because of how fucking twee it is. Like, like every every time it has the opportunity. You know what I'm going to say is, like, one of my favorite things I've seen in a while? What? It is that one line where they're doing, like, that dumb, and again, back to the twee, that dumb, like, black and white, oh, documentary about love for, you know, that two minutes and and the fucking the autistic guy from criminal minds is like yeah you know my dream girl she would have like big tits and you know she would care more about sports than than my wife and you know she would she yeah. would you know she she would you know massage me but my wife is better than my dream she girl. would get into titty fucking no i'm, I'm trying to say something for <laughs> you asshole um no but i am legitimately, too like fuck you <laughs> shut do you ever shut up like legitimately <laughs> like, do you ever stop talking would you like you know what? <laughs> no, go ahead. I, 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 I might be able to make things better. Hold on. All right. Go on, Ty. No, I no. It's I. You ruined it. <laughs> okay. No, but oh, like, don't like, be a... when that when that guy is like when that guy is like you know yeah my dream girl would probably be a lot different than my wife but my wife is better than my dream girl because she's real. You yes. know that's like that could have been like a very like that that to me is the most affecting part of the movie. And, but it is just drowned, you know, like was in this like, oh, what if also this part of the movie was a mockumentary? And what if it was also black and white? And what if, oh, what if it was like sandwiched in between, you know, the scene where they listen to the Smiths and the scene where they do, we do a very funny parody of a French movie. You know, it's like, like there are, there are little, like there are little cracks in this movie where you can see like, oh, there is a heart in this movie. But every time you try to like look into one of those cracks, just a big fucking like spray of twee hits you in the eye. It's fucking yeah. infuriating. The, speaking of adolescent, Andy, I'm glad you touched on that because there is a very fucking a lot of moments in this movie that feel insanely fucking. You know what's a good teenage. example that I the, the the fucking scene at like the hardware store with the kitchens. Yeah, that one stuck out to me. The part. Sticks out to oh. me. You know what I will say about that, though, is that I do think um, we are not giving them enough credit for doing casual racism. I think that's pretty cool. <laughs> they should have done that more. 
No, the part that really like pissed me off was when she's like recounting her old boyfriends and it's all filtered through this like 15 year old mindset. Like it's like, oh, one of them was a girl. And it's like, what? A girl what? that's bisexual? By the, way, by the way, not to, not to shit on Andy Moore. They did that exact same joke in Scott Pilgrim. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, okay, you're not wrong. Again, yeah. I'm just saying, I did not say Scott Pilgrim was better. I said I'd rather watch Scott Pilgrim, which is an objectively true statement. I will also add that the part that really was like annoying was when there's just like, oh, we called him the Puma because his dick was big. And I'm like, you know, this was written by men when they do that. Like, you, yeah. that's oh, how you know this was written well, by guys. Well, to be fair, Pumas are known for their famously large dicks in the <laughs> kingdom. Yeah. Yeah. We, we called we called we called him the Cougar because he had a large yeah, penis. No, I mean, legitimately like that is. Yeah. Like th- that is like like we called him Snake Gorgeous. He was a professional spy and also a stuntman. You know, it's like, OK, <laughs> that's we get not it. what okay. girls like, want. Know? Girls yeah, want a no, guy girl, who looks weird. Yeah, like, yeah if, they, if this movie was written by a woman, it would be like, his name was Cecil. He weighed 98 pounds and he was a British noble. And his you dick know? was perfectly <laughs> like, average. Yeah. And his, and his dick was curled like the letter C. Yeah. 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 <laughs> exactly. But the way there's, like, I don't know. It, that was a huge, like, fucking Reddit guy thing from around the time to just be, like, neurotic about dick size. Like, you know. <laughs> if a woman wrote this movie, it would be like, yeah, my first boyfriend was named Finn. <laughs> and his dick was, you know, a little small, yeah, but it got bigger. Was, yeah, his dick was his dick got bigger after he had puberty. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Uh, God, can no, you imagine yeah, being yeah, a woman like, who's a pedophile and a size queen? Like that's got to be the hardest dating pool yeah. in the world. Oh man. Oh man. But when you get the right guy, it's like nothing better. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, there's also a lot of scenes in this movie that could be like good. <laughs> Wait, hold on. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Being a pedophile and a size queen, it's like someone's like, damn, th- that guy's dick looks like a baby's arm holding an apple. And you're like, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> um, there was no, there's also a lot of scenes in this that are like, there's a germ of a good idea in there, but it's played way too broadly. Like the scene where he has a new date with a girl. I think that could be really yeah. good cringe comedy if he just was kind of like oversharing about his past relationship. Yeah, and it kind of was at the beginning. Like, yeah, but then she just starts going, she's a cunt and I want to kill her. And then they do karaoke. Yeah. And of course they choose fucking Train in Vain by The Clash and they just do, oh my God. Like they, there's so many scenes in this movie oh, where they yeah, have sorry, we should Yeah, that's another very good thing that we kind of touched on before we started recording is that the one thing that Mark Webb wants you to know more than anything else is that he loves music. Yep. There's is a that lot this guy? And if that, if, if you can pick a song that was incredibly cool to listen to in the year 2007, Mark Webb's heard it. Yeah. There's yeah. a lot of, and look, I fucking love the Smiths. I, I, I like most of the bands that are on uh what's his name? Tom's wall. Like, Jesus and Mary Chain, fucking. Uh... Yeah, I even like I like Regina Spector. Like, so like, there, yeah, yeah. Like uh, the move, like the the artists he picks are good, but it's also like we get it, man. You wrote this movie in two thousand seven. So you know? I'm gonna yeah. defend this movie a little bit in that regard. Not not in the sense of like that it's necessarily wrong, but in the sense of specifically, I feel like you're singling this movie specifically out when that was. Kind of the standard well, for indie movie, movie direction. Watched, in this thing. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, I also want to say yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I don't feel like you're really refer. I don't feel like you're touching on all the movies you didn't watch. I think you're actually focusing a lot on the one that you had to watch and you oh, just watched. Okay, okay but you get what I mean, right? Like, no, I get what you mean, bit. but it's just a funny complaint. In practice, 
in practice, well, in theory, like having a curated soundtrack is perfectly fine because, you know, this guy likes, like, this is the type of guy who would like that type of sad shit. So it makes sense to have it in the movie. It's just not used very well. I like it's no, it's not incorporated very well. It, I don't yeah, know. It's a bit more fair. Yeah, it's, like all of the stuff that get all it, the music. Well, that like, gets, like every like everything in this movie, it feels like an affect. Yeah, yeah. Like there could have been you know a really great scene set to a Smith song or something, but they just kind of are mentioned and then. I mean, there's God, a that's elevator that's theme. so funny. Is like legitimately the most uh, like the thing in this movie that makes it the most like Scott Pilgrim is that anybody in real life would have an interaction with a stranger that's like, oh, you listen to the Smiths? That's awesome. You listen that to is... this insanely popular band? It, yeah, but not even that. It's like like the Smiths are like yeah, like it's they're a very popular band, but I don't feel like they're the kind of band where it's like you talk about listening to them with other people. <laughs> like yeah, to, no, to, I, I mean, to me, this to me, this the, the Smiths have always well, been like. Spencer, you're shame. you. Let's be real here. You're also yeah. you. That's like, fair. come the Spencer, fuck on. Don't act Spencer, like, oh, I'm Mark Mr. Web. Normal. You are Mark Webb if he was born 20 years late. Exactly. I want to say about Thank the Smiths. You. I have Thank a grudge you. against this movie because I, I think the reason why everyone it called you out. No, I have a yeah. grudge against it because I feel you, like because you because the guy who okay, I'm gonna fucking take a stand here. I am not like this fucking asshole. Okay. Yeah, you are. No, I am not. No, I no, am, you're I'm... right. You're, but you're the 2020 version of this asshole. <laughs> no, I am not. Just straight up, I'm not budging on that at all. But uh, I yeah, will say, that's true. That's true. I'll give you that. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not budging. If you call me fucking Mark Webb again, I swear to God. But anyways, um, <laughs> I have a grudge against this movie because it. The, the reason why people think the Smiths is emo music is because of this fucking movie when all of the Smiths songs are just like, it would be really funny if I beat a guy up in a gay way. That's like all of yep. this. I don't know. This is my yeah. fucking Patrick what? Bateman rant. But there, it's just music about skipping to the park. It's not fucking no, it's emo. Yeah, all, all, of Smiths, all of the Smiths' music are like, like Morrissey being like, here's a, here's a poem, I, here's a poem I read when I was 15 years old. And then everyone in the background playing like Zydeco music. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, I would love to suck your penis, but I got a little scared. And then yeah, and then, like, and then everyone's just like playing on a steel drum. Yeah. And then everyone's playing like the coolest bass line you've ever heard. Yeah. <laughs> or it's music that's just like, I think it's fucked up when teachers beat you that's bad but yeah. no it, it's it's the, it's the smiths are kind of like what if uh, <laughs> the smiths are kind of like what if the wall was written by guys on a robotics team <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah what if the wall what if like the wall was written by like the gayest kids you've ever met that's like you gayest people yeah. I mean, oh yeah well, yeah what if spencer wrote the wall yeah i relate more to morrissey than mark webb uh because of the racism Whatever you yeah, say, that's Mark. Fair. That's fair. <laughs> and also because I am a gay man who thinks he's better than everyone else. But yeah. that's also one hundred percent. Yeah. That's why we're that's why we're doing this episode. Yeah. Okay. So more shit to complain about. The fucking narrator, awful. Get it out. Oh, oh the worst dude. decision. That, see, that dude. is the first. Oh. That was the that was the first thing that like got me to think. Oh, this movie is going to be insufferable because it's like, like it did it it didn't need a narrator. It could have it, it could have it could have fucking communicated everything that it was trying to communicate with no changes to the script. If you cut out that fucking narration, that faux yeah. Morgan Freeman like bullshit narration like... that they had to throw in to like yeah. fill out a montage. Yeah. Ugh. Sorry, Andy. All, all of the narration, like, and maybe it's because it was, it's just, it felt, 
It felt about as fitting as, like, the fucking narration the Ted movies as, like, that is yeah. what we're doing a sappy raw. It's like, what are we but doing here? A, but when Ted was doing it, it was a joke. Like, the, yeah. like Ted was making fun I of know, this movie I, when it did that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, God. It's... <clears throat> no. It's some of the worst shit in the world. Also, honestly, the non-linear stuff, kind of try-hardy, too. Like... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Big Wait, fucking stuff? tooth... The like them doing it out of order, like doing it like oh, a, yeah, yeah. from day well, to day. See that that almost kind of works to me because like I do think like it can it like that structure can help drive home like some points that they were trying to drive home. But in conjunction with all the other twee stuff, it's like oh, this is just an affect too, isn't it, Mark? Yeah. Like yeah. if if they used it a bit more judiciously and weren't just yes, like fucking sure. skipping around all the time. I think it could have been used well, or but legitimately, if if it was the only affect this movie had, I think I would be fine with that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But so... but it's he just he couldn't have enough. Just every time he was like, "Ooh, this would be a cute little idea," he had to throw that in too, and that one, and that. Yeah, it's like like this dude has no sense of moderation, and that kills this movie. That like, if it were to work, would have to be kind of like a quiet, understated movie. I yeah. so. I'm going to say this off the top of the bat. Since this movie's come out and it was very popular, it still has a fandom to this day. Um, but there's a lot of discussion about the characters of Tom and Summer and like, you know, oh, to what extent are they good people or bad people? I'm just going to lay it on the people. line. Uh, yeah, I'm going to lay it Summer, on the line. Summer is a slightly better person than Tom, but they're both kind yeah, of that is correct. assholes. Summer's slightly better person than Tom. They're both yeah. bad people. There's no way around it. Yeah. <laughs> Like, Tom is a fucking whiny man-child. Summer is kind of flighty and evasive and, like... Yeah. Kind of, like, non-committal person that you... Like, let's be real here. She put her, like... She put her stuff on the line before she said, like, you know, I don't want to be in a relationship. That's all good. She is yeah. still the exact type of, like, flighty and non-committal person that, like, sucks to be in a relationship with. Sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. man. Totally. And... and <laughs> <laughs> okay but like I, and no, like, I'm not stopping no but and, and I think this movie could be like also okay if it like recognized that you know if it like legitimately it's just like and I keep coming back to this fact but I, I think it is like the fundamental failing of the movie is like if this movie realized that what would make it work is like oh this is kind of like a, a quiet subdued character study about these two you know kind of flawed you know but idiosyncratic people who, you know, get in a relationship and it doesn't work out and we're going to like explore the journey through that. That would be a that would be executed well, a very, very good movie. And and you yeah. can see bits of that under this movie. But yeah, like and also just because you can tell that this guy is basically Mark Webb. Like he wrote himself he wrote himself into the movie. Tom is Mark. Like you can tell it wasn't it's like, written by Mark Webb, actually. What? Wasn't oh, written then by Mark who, Webb. Fu whoever wrote it, I don't give a fuck. But <laughs> The the dude well who wrote this Webb. is Tom. Yeah, who cares? <laughs> yeah, his his name his name is Jim Webb. But like his name is Scott uh, Scott Newstatter and Michael H Weber. Yeah, exactly. What like I said, uh, Mark Webb's they, alias. They, they just have they just have white guys. They wrote the Faultmar Stars. One of them wrote the exactly. Faultmar Stars movie. You, yeah. you can tell that this is how these guys see themselves, and because that's how they see themselves, and because they do not have like the. I think the the critical ability to like dig out like what makes Tom kind of an asshole. I I think that they try to lionize Tom in a way that really doesn't work because yeah, like well, yeah he's just kind of like he's just a shitty boring guy and like Joseph Gordon Levitt in the past decade or oh, so and also, has 
He's he's such a good looking guy. He's not very charismatic. Like I'm sorry. He, he's not in this. He's charismatic in other movies. He's not does he not given a be. lot of when he yeah. when he's doing his JGL thing. He's not charismatic. Yeah. I'm sorry. Well, like Don gotta, John, he Don Johnny had some sauce, but like when he's just yeah. playing like a romantically, he can't do it. I'm sorry. Imagine if he was just same, like a womp in this in movie Looper. too. Like, <laughs> if he was just like a fucking like Italian womp awesome. piece of shit. Yeah, in this he movie. Was, he was this would be a five star date, movie. Yeah. Just slicking just... his hair back before every date with with summer. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, that would but that like, movie, this movie would be swag if it was the exact same thing, but he he just talked like Tony Danza the entire time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, no. you listen to the fucking Smiths over here. Yeah, but uh, just hey, that Morrissey, that Morrissey guy. Not a huge fan of his music, but he got a right idea about the fucking Moulin Yans. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. No, Joseph Gordon-Levitt in the past ten years has talked a lot about this movie, and he's really, really tried to like t- communicate to people that like you're not supposed to think Summer's a bad guy. You're not supposed to think Tom's no. a good guy. He, I think, is much too charitable to this movie, since I do think this movie does seem like it's a little bit in. Tom's camp to an extent that is kind of not productive. Right. I, I yeah, think that if this were a, that's that's the thing. This is not a movie about them. This is a movie about him. And for it to work, it would have to be a movie about them. I also think it's got this kind of like you know I hate to use the term like new male self awareness where it's aware of that he sucks but not in like a significant way like it's aware that yeah. oh he's kind of a dork and a loser but you know he's got a good heart but he's just a no, little he doesn't. Too romantic he yeah. doesn't he, he learns no, by the end he learns to have a good heart yeah but like does he and, and that's like that is a good character arc but it's like you he has to start not being a good guy and they never realize I, that yeah. I kind of yeah. read the ending of this movie as a slide whistle and here we go again like yeah like i feel like he has not learned from this movie we like, really didn't talk about learned. how fucking gay that ending is like it's yeah. one of the oh it's incredibly, incredibly yeah no you know what that's actually a good point is that this movie plays all the all the fucking notes of like oh this dude's learned anything what has he actually learned by the really like what the gay narration is trying to tell us is what he learned is that oh i gotta go with the flow which was not really his problem his problem was that yeah. he didn't listen to his girlfriend like <laughs> He didn't listen yeah. to his girlfriend and he like fell too hopelessly in love. So Hey, that's that's not a that's fine. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it is. I'm sure it is. Yeah. Yeah, that's not actually that bad. Uh Yeah. No, but like yeah, yeah actually, like I think Andy brings up a good point there is like yeah, he doesn't actually learn like what he needs to to grow as a person. That is true. He, yeah. It would have worked of, if they cut that last scene. Exactly. Like if it if it had ended on that last scene like, but in between them in the park, like we said, it had to be like, yeah, you could maybe draw that inference, but like, th- they actually go out of their way to tell us like, and, and, and Tom learned that the only thing he needed to do was just wait for another girl to ask him out. You know, it's like, yeah, yeah, he, you know what? No. He, so he's just probably going to be a bad guy until the day he dies. Yeah. God, yeah. that fucking. Girl you know what? He had, he had a be... moment. He had a moment to grow. He had a, he had a, a a hinge point. He had a decision point in his life, and he made the wrong decision. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, God. He, yeah, that girl Autumn is going to be like the most domestically abused woman of all time. <laughs> Just straight up, she is. He is going to be. Yeah, fucking they're going. Doing they're going to get married. To they're going to get married in three years. She's going to try to get a divorce, and she will not be able to. They're going to have two kids who are going to grow up 
so fucked up. Yeah. Two yeah. of the worst, weirdest fucking kids that just yeah, take turns molesting each other. His, they're going to have the fucking big no, 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 no. His daughter is going to be his sister, but instead of pouring the vodka, she's drinking it. <laughs> yeah. Um. Speaking of marriage, it is... Like, here's the problem. Like, one, another thing we said, it's about him, not her. The reason why Summer gets married at the end is because it needs to be a conduit for him to learn something. When yeah. nothing we know about Summer as a person or as a character suggests that she is the type of person who would get married no. in fucking two uh, weeks. Yeah, yeah, literally. And, and that's the thing. Like, uh, the conceit is like, oh, it's 500 days or whatever. Like, if it had been taking place... That's not a long time. Of, yeah, if it had taken place over the course of, like, five years or something, like, maybe you could be, like, you, like, they could have maybe played it as, like, oh, stuff happened in her life, you know, it changed her mind on it. They were too proud but of they the just, title. But yeah. because, but because it has to be, you know, this twee little self-satisfied, oh, look, it's in such a tidy little thing. Like, they have to be, like, like, they have to just wave it away as, like, oh, I, I felt something new, you know, and it's, like, that's yeah. not, like... Yeah, that no, that that is not no, that is nothing but like a just a limp dick thing for for the main character Tom to react against. Like that's yeah, not speaking, actually like that's speaking that as a twenty three year old. The, yeah, speaking as a twenty three year old who got engaged two years into a relationship. No, there's yeah. a line. <laughs> there's a line. I realize I realize that you know I am definitely on the sooner side of things than most people, but no, doing that shit like especially this girl fucking. Four months after meeting, absolutely not. Absolutely not. No, it's yeah. It's like it doesn't get like then. That, that's the thing is like it plays at like, and and that coming into this, I was like, okay, I kind of feel like some of the you know some of the uh, critiques of like oh the manic pixie dream girl that are leveled against this movie like seem kind of overblown. And I think to they degree, are. they are. I think they are. I think she has almost more all the manic pixie than, dream girl complaints that sure. But oh no! I well, what I was gonna say is I th I think it is overblown to a degree. But it is clear that like coming into this movie, she like she is something to be acted upon. Like yeah. like she is she does not have like an internal life of her own. Like she is like the fucking uh, AI girlfriend from Blade Runner twenty forty nine or whatever. You know, it's well, like the the movie this really wants to be. So obviously it wants to be the Graduate, and obviously it wants to yeah. be it wants to be Annie Hall. The movie it really, really wants to be like the one that it's like like taking all of its notes from, is Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Now, yeah. Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, I will admit, you know, I gave Andy shit for liking Scott Pilgrim. Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind is a similar type of soft guy, you know, fucking movie. Yeah. I will defend that movie on the terms of that it gives a lot of agency and a lot of characterization and a lot of just you know a lot of stuff that it, she feels like a character the girl in that movie feels like a real character a real person with real desires and real motivations she is not a conduit for which some asshole guy to self-actualize that is the important thing and that's what this movie misses also because all of the like weird like kind of high you know Eternal Sunshine is a sci-fi movie, so it can get away with cutesier stuff, but it's also a conduit to a pretty real message, which is that, you know, it is worth taking a huge risk getting in a relationship with someone because the highs, even if it doesn't work out, are worth it. And this movie just has none of that fucking, you know, ability to look into itself and none of that ability to fucking just... It's, it's such a less mature movie. 
And well, if that was yeah. the case, you could have pushed for that then, because I would rather watch that. Well, I'd still yeah. be down I to mean, do it. I think we should watch The Graduate at some point. I think that'd be a fun one. But like, yeah, yeah that's the, the thing so is that much. this movie, I, I think the big difference between those movies is like, th- this movie does not have any sense of apotheosis. Like, like it does not, yeah. It this movie, like the thing that I think makes that ending work is like, oh, this is like the big moment of their life. And then their life will be kind of be normal after that. And then the yeah. thing, like this movie never has like a realization that like, oh no, a lot of life is just kind of, I mean, it, it gestures at it at some points, but like, like this movie has to draw out as like, oh no, everything that happens in your life is like a straight, you know, is a narrative and everything. It's like, no, a yeah. lot of what happens in your life is like some shit happens, then something big happens and then shit keeps happening. And, and I think yeah. that like, yeah. I think that I also, is like the adult take on a lot of this material that they ultimately do not know how to wrap their heads around. Also got to say big difference. The guys who wrote this movie think they're hot shit. Charlie Kaufman hates himself. That dude oh, fucking hates himself. He thinks he also thinks he's hot shit, but that motherfucker yeah. like is constantly no, had, like one bad day from killing himself. Speaking of Annie Hall, he has the Woody Allen disease of like, he's a narcissist, but in the, I hate, like he's the narcissist in like the, oh, aren't I such a bad guy? Aren't I such an asshole Which, type way? You know what? But you need to be to write that's, good movies. Like, I'm sorry. That's a, yeah, that's a terrible person to be, but that's a good thing to be if you are it's an a, As an artist, yeah. If to be an artist, you both kind of need the ability to see all of your flaws and problems, but also be able to just believe that you're a fucking genius regardless of that. That's what you need. You need that mix of just like unstoppable narcissism and pure self-hatred in order to be a good artist, unless you're like fucking Orson Welles or something. But this, the, the fucking hacks who made this movie don't have that. They just think that they're really clever and they think that they're really smart and they think that they've got a lot of insight on reality when they don't. And that's why this movie falls flat on its face. And again, I do think that, you know, the stuff with summer, she, I don't think that she the reason why I think there's a lot of debate as to whether or not she's a bad or a good person is because she's kind of both depending on what the script needs her to be. Yeah. Like No, she does not of, have she does not have an interior life, really. She does not I have mean, an she, interior she, life. I mean she she gestures at having one, but there's nothing like there's no real real through line the in closest, like who she is as a person. She's just like she's yeah. a bunch of adjectives. Yeah. The closest this movie gets to giving her like a coherent interior life is when that guy comes up to them at the bar and hits on them a little bit shuts them down and then JGL gets into a fight with the guy and at the end and yeah. she's like why did you do that yeah. I didn't want that yeah like that was kind of a dickish thing to do like that brought all in that and that's an interesting wrinkle yeah yeah because again she probably didn't want it and it feels like the movie was trying to gesture at that she's got some like past history where you well, know no, it was wasn't it wasn't trying to gesture at it it was actually just explicitly stating that oh she's fucked up because her parents got divorced <laughs> Which, yeah. that's fucking stupid. I'm yeah. sorry. We well, all know that kids, the banana split kids were the fucking school shooters. Yeah, for sure. No, yeah. but, and and what you're saying, like, yeah, I also, like, agree that, like, that was kind of the moment in the movie where you're like, oh, this woman is, like, she's a person. Like, she has a life outside of, like, the scenes that I see her with, you know, like, the, this fucking loser. And then, how does that scene end with her saying, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have gotten mad at you? As if it was unfair of her to be like, hey, I don't like that you got in a fight with a dickhead at a bar over me. Yeah, you know, like, literally, like, like, no one fucking Like, they're backtracking on the characterization that they're giving their... Like, it's like they made yeah. a good decision, and then they're immediately trying to, like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, we didn't mean it. We, we fucked up by making a good decision. You know, it's like... Yeah. 
It's just like absolutely like it's just so frustrating because like there is something real and raw here, but it is under so many layers of just like fucking bad and wrong-headed and, and just fucking stupid filmmaking that it's like Yep. I mean, like how are we supposed to enjoy this? Like everything that could yeah. be good about it is just completely fucking suffocating. Yeah. Again, uh, I think they should have um, banana splits for kids whose parents stayed together. That'd be awesome. I think. They, I think I everyone think should, should get a banana split. Yeah, I could go for one right they now. They should have. They should have banana stayed togethers at school. <laughs> <laughs> Don't laugh at that. Don't encourage him. No, you know what? That got me. That was silly. I'm giggling. I'm yeah, having a good goofy. time. Yeah, I like. I like making fun of. I like making fun of kids of depressed. Yeah, coming coming into school being like, yeah, I got a banana. My parents love each other. <laughs> <laughs> you got a banana. It's your fault. Yeah, you got. A- you got a banana you because a bana- of you. You got a banana. I'm not only gonna see you every other weekend. <laughs> yeah. 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 I think. I think. I think the kids whose parents uh, stayed together should get a banana split every day. The kids whose parents got divorced should get a banana split like on the weekend. <laughs> Maybe just like once a <laughs> all week. All right. Or all right. You you won me over a little bit. Good job. Yeah. Oh, Good job, man. Mark Webb. Yeah. No, but I. I mean, you're damn. There was more to talk about in this movie than I expected, but like a lot of it comes down to like I, I in much the same way that we kind of said like you know Napoleon Dynamite was like it was between that and Juno. It's like this is very much within the Junofication of the indie movie, and and yep, that yep. is and I think that is ultimately what makes it. A, like, things gotten better. That's what prevents it from being. Can, can you imagine how swag? This movie would be if it went down the Napoleon would, Dynamite. That's what I'm saying. Is this movie then, needed to be Napoleon Dynamite, but it was Juno instead? If if Tom was just a fucking moron well, the no, entire but not time. Even, I mean, not even, uh, that's yeah, funny joke. And, well, what if Uncle Kip was you know working at the fucking card shop with him? No, but I I think what this movie needed to be ultimately was kind of like a a slow kind of more aimless like like just kind yeah. of exploration yes, of these two. Yeah, it needed to be well, quieter. It needed it need to be quiet. subtler. It, yeah, it just needed to... Honestly, it needed to get out of its fucking head. Like, that's the big problem with this movie, is that it is so goddamn in its own head, and every time, like, every time it feels like it could be saying something real, it's like, oh, no, I'm not being clever, I'm not being funny enough, and it's like... Yeah. Like, which is kind of funny, because that's partially reflected in Tom's struggle, and it's like, oh, you just did not take any lessons from, like, writing this movie, or, like thinking about this guy at all because the movie yeah. the movie reflects the main character's dilemma in a way that feels completely unintentional i also want to say it would have made like they could have had a few flourishes here that they wanted to but like the flourishes would have hit harder if like there was a if real it wasn't movie every two it. minutes like can you yeah. imagine how fucking good that uh scene the fucking expectation versus reality scene would be if it just yeah. kind of popped up in a just normal out of movie no- out of nowhere, and the rest of the movie wasn't like that. Like, yeah, that's the thing. It's like you have. I'm, I'm gonna say, yeah, I'm gonna say you have that. You have maybe that Hall little like, scene. yeah, maybe the hollow out scene. Maybe, maybe, maybe if you're feeling ballsy, you have like that little, uh, the the little black and white mockumentary scene or whatever. Like, not the Seven Seal parodies though. That shit's gay. That shit's no. so gay. Yeah, but like, like if you played it simple and like you made like a deliberate sense of contrast with that movie that like with that move that would actually make it hit. It's like, that's what you need to make this movie work. And ultimately nobody in the fucking production of this movie, like understood that. Cause they all have fucking Reddit brain. Yeah. 
They all got the no, Reddit it, virus and they are unable to make a movie that like actually sits with emotions for any period oh, of time. And yep. speaking 100%. of which, speaking of Napoleon, one thing I did really appreciate about Napoleon Dynamite when we were watching it is that it is a very visually well put together movie. Like, you know, it cribs a lot from Wes Anderson, but it does like it looks good. The shots look clean. It's edited well. Like it is no made one, by did, a movie with filmmaking ambitions. This did no one tell like this movie that despite... Did, did no one tell the, the, the filmmakers of this movie that, like, just because you're shooting your movie in, like, Vancouver or wherever they shot this, you don't have to make it look as dark, gray, and ugly as this movie normally the is? The skin tones in this fucking yeah. movie are some of the ugliest Vampiric. shit I've ever seen. Yeah, fucking I legitimately thing. thought there was something wrong with my TV when I was watching Yeah, this. no, this is an ugly fucking thing. I was like, wait, is the... Is the color off did i turn on fucking motion smoothing or something it's like no they just look like gargoyles because yeah. no one in this movie knew how to color correct worth a shit yeah and that that's also the funny thing is like and again in a lot like for as much polish as it tries to have and like for as much you know as, as much like uh oh it's, this is just clean clean clever filmmaking like a lot of it is kind of like slapdashly done like it's not like i also want to say yeah. The fucking graduate comparisons really pissed me off because the graduate's one of the most visually dynamic and best edited yeah. movies of the 1960s. Absolutely. Like oh, the I graduates got so. the graduates fucking scenes like has these great sequence where sounds of silence plays and it's yeah. just passing it's like, by the summer and you, they just I mean, like kind of cut cut yeah. Yeah, back in the fucking like mid-century when we actually made directors, it's like, yeah, you can tell that someone with actual like, you know, an eye for artistic composition, like put this together, you know? Yeah. And we we just don't really have that anymore for like big movies like this. And it's fucking sad. It's the fucking digital revolution, man. I'm sorry. Yeah. There's a lot of a lot of good films that this look is... good using digital, like Michael Mann's movies drive, but like most digital movies just look like this, which is to say shit. I'm, yeah, it's also it's it's probably well see it feels I mean, like unfair to say it's probably true but i i also kind of in in my heart of hearts believe it's like movies looked better before kevin smith came around <laughs> that's also probably yeah. true that's yeah. awesome yeah. I mean, but it I feels was, like, I, like it feels like a joke to like blame you know oh movies look like shit now on kevin smith but also it, like it's probably all things considered it's probably true like i was i was also going to is. say yeah. in defense of digital filmmaking a little bit yeah. like yes you're not wrong but like just because you're doing digital filmmaking doesn't mean you have to not do color grading or, yeah. or just like completely White tank balancing. it for an artistic reason. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, this is, this is, this is fucking film school. Okay. 102 to be clear. Shit. Come on, man. To be clear. I think that the digital, digital filmmaking, there's a lot of cool possibilities there. There's a lot of films that look great on digital. I want to say it's just that before the digital revolution, when you shot a movie on film, like, unless it was like really, really bad eight millimeter, a film was going to look good. Like, you didn't watch a gnome named Norm, Andy, but that movie looked solid because it yeah, was just it was shot fun. on film. It and it was fun. the worst movie ever made. And it was yeah. fun. Literally, yeah. it is a movie about Yoda loving titties. Yeah. And it's it, it's a movie it about looked, it's a movie about what if there was like what if there was a horny Muppet? Yeah, <laughs> well, I couldn't. And it looked fine. It looked that instead of this shit. It looked good. It probably looked better than like most of the movies that's come out in the past ten years. I mean, yeah. Again, like, I don't think your, your point about the digital like revolution is necessarily wrong. I just think like. It's a bit misdirected. I feel like at this moment, when like this movie has bigger problems than the fact that it's simply oh, digital. 
for sure. Even if this movie looked the way it did throughout the whole runtime, if they cut out on like the dumb fucking twee shit, it probably still would have been a good movie, regardless of yeah. how. Yeah. Well, I didn't mean, just and like likewise, vision, if just this movie visually. was like one of the most like visually dynamic mm-hmm. movies ever made, it still would be really fucking irritating. Yeah. I yeah, say that no. because. I say that because I know what this movie would be if it was really visually dynamic. It would be fucking Amelie, and Amelie is even worse than this. <laughs> we should, God, they're gonna make us watch Amelie now. God damn. It. No, they're gonna make you two watch Amelie. <laughs> you can't make no, me watch this. Amelie, Amelie is like if a pedophile tried to make a Wong Kar Wai movie. It's awesome. <laughs> It's yeah, so Shut the fuck up, cut this uh, time. Legitimately, Amelie is the first movie that made me think like maybe stereotypes about like foreign films are correct. <laughs> if okay, if you all request Amelie. That shit sucks so bad. If you all request Amelie. You cannot res- do it for the next three months. Let's no, say that. I'll respect the request, but I cannot promise you that the episode will just me and Ty, no Andy. Me and Ty just making fart noises at each other for an hour. I will. I, okay, yeah. here's here's the thing. <laughs> yeah. I will at least try to get through it. I ain't promising that I'll show up, but I will at least try to make an attempt. Yeah, uh, but you might if, get if back there's up a decent ready. chance if you request Omelie, it'll just me and Ty going just. I'm going to outright say if you request Omelie in the next three months, I'm not going to do it. I'm just <laughs> literally like we will record the episode and I just won't release it. You, yeah, you, yeah, yeah. No, we we will just no. We'll put like like screams from cartel decapitations in the fucking video. Yeah. Remember, so remember that episode? It. I remember that episode I did in like 2020 where it was just uh just me like or just I put my like rec- my microphone in between my headphones and just played another podcast. That's what yeah. that episode will be. We will just upload Funky Town to the you, Patreon. You, 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 you pair we'll just Amelie upload with, Funky with... Town and just put that there and say that's our Amelie episode. I, I will, the one way I, I fucking could could get behind doing uh, a fucking Amelie stream like next is if we do it back to back with with fucking Paul Verhoeven's Owl. Uh, yeah, if we do, oh, that would be fucking sick. Oh yeah, no. Or if we did I've it with, seen or, that movie. Or if we do, or if we did it with fucking Fallen Angels, because Fallen Angels is just like, what if Amelie was a good movie? <laughs> yes. But, Damn, who, yeah, no. who do you think we should get for that episode? For Amelie? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Hmm. Fuck you. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, do we have anything else that we want to say? I think we've kind of Look, laid out a case against we this have, movie. We have. Um, we. I've bitched about it a lot. I will. I would like to step back and say. The positive things we said about this movie, I stand by, for the record. Like, all the positive stuff that we said at the beginning yeah. and the moments that are good, I will defend those. And I do for think sure. Some of the, I think some of the charges leveled against this movie, like the Manic Pixie Dream Girl stuff, I think that's a little over the top. This is a classic case of, I don't want to defend it, but but I think we have Yeah, you have fun here. over there. You have yeah. fun like it, it's not a fucking manic pixie dream. The manic pixie dream no, no, I, was I, made I, up by like. I, I'm I'm not t- accusing it of that. I'm just saying I, I I'm not defending this. I don't care. No, yeah, well, sure, whatever. Well, I, yeah. and I think I like yeah. I agree with what I personally agree with what Spencer's saying is like yeah, there is legitimately good stuff to this movie, but like the reason that this this whole episode was so relentlessly negative is because everything that's good about this movie is drowned and also hindered. Yeah. Honest, by honestly, I felt kind of more negative. Now I do like, too. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. Uh, I'm not changing. I'm glad I managed. I, 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 I'm. This is a very productive. Well, when you when you talk, since like I guess while I was watching the movie, I have enough like res like I have enough nostalgia residue for when I liked this movie when I was in high school that I was like, ah, oh, it's just a pleasant little time, you know. It's like it's bad, but you know I can vibe with it. 
But the more I talk about it, the more I realize, like, yeah, most of this just. God, you were sucks. such an obnoxious fancy oh, lad God. in high school, weren't yeah. you? Yeah, he was. Okay, I didn't love this movie in high school. I still thought a lot of this movie fucking sucked in high school, but I gave it like three and a half stars in high school. Okay, okay, yeah. I guess that's a good uh, no, yeah. Note to the discerning listener that's code for I loved it in high school, but I'm embarrassed to admit it now. No, Ty, <laughs> I'm going to put my fucking foot on the floor. I am far, far more embarrassed because about this other thing, because I. Liked this movie in high school, didn't love it, thought it was kind of annoying, but, you know, I thought it was whatever. I really, really liked The Spectacular Now in high school, which is so much more embarrassing to fucking be into. You're the reason that Miles Teller has a career, you motherfucker. I am the fucking reason Miles Teller had a career. And you know what? I would be down to do a Spectacular Now episode. Not anytime soon. We No, there'll just be a rehash of this. But if you want to vote for that, I'd be down to do it. But there, right. there, that's the proof, Ty. I, I right. can be so much gayer than you could ever make fun All right. of me. And, 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 oh, and know, also, since, since we're talking and being honest, I, I have to reluctantly agree that Spencer's bullshit plan did fucking work. We did yeah. get it, on a, uh, get, even if I fucking hate yeah, we got not, it. We I'm got s- a, the whole episode out of this movie, now, so congrats to everyone yeah. who suggested this fucking movie. And, no, congrats yeah. to Stewie. Uh, I'm going to yell at him the, the next Stewie. time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Stewie. Yeah, congrats to Stewie Griffin. Congrats to yeah, no, he's Stewie Stewie Griffin Stewie would love now. this movie. Yeah, I'm going to invite him on my stream, not tell him about this episode, and then just tear into him for making me watch Stewie, this Stewie Griffin would love this movie. If you invented Stewie on your stream, he would probably say, what the deuce? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, mean, I call you a vile woman. Yeah. I mean, you are, Tyler. You'd say, blast this game. Yeah. Blast the strength puzzle has confounded me. Blast this horrid game. Blast this portal puzzle. (laughs) Blast, I cannot understand how to get from one part of the map to the other with these Ah, portals. Blast, Victory Road has stumped me again. (laughs) I'd like to see you do better. I could could easily do I could do better. No, no, I'm just saying, I'm I'm saying I'd like to see you stream better. Oh, yeah, that's fair. Oh, I'm not a pedophile, so I don't stream, but... Well... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thank different, you, different type of pedophile. All right. This All has right. been those good old fashioned values. Uh, signing off, Ty, Andy, Spencer. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck off. Seems today that all.